just a people party. Live from the blue note. 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 Come on. Peace and love, party people. It's Talib Kweli, the MCEO, the BKMC. The sun is finally going down here at Napa Valley. Blue Note Jazz Fest. There's been so many great performances. A shout out to the staff of the Blue Note and the people of the Blue Note. Shout out to my man Alex for always holding us down. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, Robert Glasper. We've been having a great time and we've been having guests. We've been doing People's Party here. Now this next guest, I'm not going to do, you know, I, I give the long intros. I'm not going to do the traditional long intro because this guest has been on this show before. He's a good friend of mine. He's one of the greatest working comedians out here, an incredible actor, an incredible human being. This man, I'm proud to say, is my actual friend. He's my inner, in my inner circle. We met a long time ago, a while and out. He has great relationships with some of the goats in the game, from Martin Lawrence to Jamie Foxx, online. And we're going to talk about this a little bit because this man is, has a lot of expertise when it comes to social media. Online, he has created new avenues for comedians. During the pandemic, he got busy with his man Spice Adams, but even before that, he was killing it online. His special mirror to society is a brilliant piece of work. You've seen him in some of your favorite films. Some of my favorite work he's done, particularly has been with Marlon Wayans. Shout out to Marlon Wayans. Give it up for a comedian's comedian, a hip-hop connoisseur, a dancer's dancer, an all-around fantastic human being. Atheon Crockett in the place to be. Make some noise. It's a hell of an intro. Bars. Off, the, off the cuff. Thank off you, the top brother, of the head. I freestyle. Off the dome. Off the dome. I meant to say in the intro, the baddest nigga ever. <laughs> B-N-E. B-N-E, you know baddest nigga ever. Because I pay attention, because how many people know Atheon also got lyrics? My man got bars. Yesterday he was on stage with they Robert Glasper. They found out last night. Yeah. On stage with Robert Glasper and Derek Hodges and Chris Daddy and Dave. And Layla Hathaway. And Layla Hathaway. Of all people. Spitting his little heart out. Spitting my heart out. Straight from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, two six. And Fayetteville, I never heard that one. Yeah. Okay. No, Somebody from Fayetteville out there. Okay. okay. What's up, girl? Okay. I need a ride on. <laughs> because, of course, people from North Carolina drove here. Exactly. Of course. We're at the Blue Note Jazz Festival. You were good friends with Robert Glasper. Yeah. You were on Robert Glasper's Fuck Your Feelings mixtape. Fuck Your Feelings, the intro. The intro. Yeah. And uh, your bars were actually very tight on that intro. Thank you, man. Look, Until you, Robert cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob for some reason, he, he always loves for me to do the, the live shows, but he won't. He's scared to get me on a real track. Ah. He's scared. So he was busting shots. I feel like he was busting shots a little bit. I was, I was, I was shooting shots at him, and he don't want to, he don't want to rap battle me no more. Like we have a viral rap video, uh, rap battle, but he don't, he don't want it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, me and you got actual songs. We got actual songs. Rob is scared to be right. to get me on an actual song. So you know, my bars was tight. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> but fuck Robert Glass. <laughs> and fuck his feelings. Too. Fuck his feelings too. All right. Um, thank you for doing that record, Black History. I, on, I used to have a group that I worked with, Strong Arm Steady. Shout out to Planet Asia, Chase Infinite, Cron yeah. Don, Phil the Agony, Mitchie Slick. Atheon came through and did a record called Black History. I stole it. Remember? You, you, you did. You did. <laughs> you put me on another song, ah. and then you sent me Black History, and ah. I was like, Quah, I got to get on this. And I remixed it myself and put myself at the end, and you kept it. So thank you. Yes, and we did a video for that. Go check out that video on YouTube. Now, um, on Black History, you talk about your roots 
your Trinity roots yeah. as a Trinidadian. Yeah. Um, how did your family get from Trinidad to Fayetteville, North Carolina? Uh, my my grandmother married a Marine, my, my uh, step-grandfather, and um, he got stationed in North Carolina. Camp Lejeune, that's like a real big Marine base uh, in North Carolina. And that's how we, we ended up there. So it was it was pretty much marriage and flight out. Word that's up. how we got there, yeah, Word up. North Carolina. Now, I want to thank you because, Mike, I have Trini in my family. Oh, my wow. cousin Abena is Trini. Shout out to Abena. She hit me one day and she's like, do you know Atheon Crockett? He's performing tonight with all these Trinidadian artists in Brooklyn. Oh, at King's Theater. At oh, King's yeah, Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he put my cousin on the guest list. I didn't know my cousin was even a fan, but she's a fan of you because you're Trini. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, she's a fan of anybody Trini. And, and it was a big Trini event. It was the roast Talk of, about of Marshall Montano. Marshall Montano is one of the biggest, the, technically the biggest soca artists, if you know anything about soca music, uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, in the Caribbean. And so... He's celebrating his 40th year in the industry, and and he had a roast at King's Theater in Brooklyn uh, with a bunch of us. Major Hype was the, the, the roast master. But yeah, I, I had to go there and, and pull the jokes out the bag and, and <laughs> show them what I do. I think I saw a little footage of that online. Yeah, I posted it on, on my gram. <laughs> it was very disrespectful. But you know, it's a roast, so everybody everybody's getting disrespectful with everybody. Speaking of roasting, and speaking of being disrespectful, <laughs> you have a wonderful relationship with Spice Adams. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know Spice Adams' history and right. how he even came to become an internet sensation, break that down. Spice Adams was a football player. Uh, I believe he played for Chicago Bears. And when he retired, like a lot of athletes, he didn't really know where he was going to land, where his career was going to go, or what he was going to do. All he knows how to do is tackle people. Right, so right. what do you do with that? And so he did some video in a white castle, I think he said, <laughs> and just put it online. Within 30 minutes, it was already on ESPN and mm -hmm. circulating around the sports world. Mm -hmm. And from there, he just knew that he had something. Right. Whatever it was, it was something. And him and his wife, his wife is his biggest supporter, and she encourages the nonsense. Right. So she records some of his stuff. Right. She's the camera person, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's how it started. And then I became a fan of his videos. Like, he has so many different videos, like the guys that don't know that certain songs were sampled. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's in the, he's in the, in the car videos. Yeah, he, he's sitting yeah. in the car and he's listening to the original song. Right, right, right. Your voice is about to drop. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Quali, what? The DJ is running the back flawlessly. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's how he, he started. And then he and I linked up during the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. Now, you've been very um, active online your whole career, but the pandemic, you stepped it up. And you and Spice Adams, particularly making fun of the verses. Yeah. How yeah. did y'all start come up with that idea? That was when um, the the Teddy Riley and Babyface, the first verses that had like a a, a big debacle. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Teddy Teddy was ahead of his time because the verses setup that he had was what they started doing after that. The live in studio with all the lights and the the band and all that. But he tried to start it off himself, and there was a whole lot of echoes and Wi-Fi problems. Right. It, it just didn't have the bandwidth right. to withhold it. So me and Spice, like the, the idiots that we are, <laughs> we was like, uh, we should spoof this. Right, right, right. And we got online that night um, and, and literally sat on live for about an hour and a half, two hours. Tens of thousands of people was just 
like zooming, uh, uh, dialing in, right, and laughing. All we saw were emojis, cry face right, emojis right, right, right. the whole time we were on, and right. that started off. Now, what people don't know about Ifyon Crockett is, as great as you are as an actor, as great as you are as a comedian. Thank you. You are a dancer first. I am a dancer. Are you first. from the dance community? Yeah. Shout out to all my dancers. Um, Shout out. How many people have seen Afion Crockett as a teenager on Showtime at the Apollo? Make sure you make a note of that. Go to your phones. Go to your Googles. Go to your YouTube. I was on there. Afion Crockett is doing acrobatic feats of majesty. Yeah, backflips. Me back and my, my boys, the twins, Johnny and John A, we, uh, we went to the Apollo. And that was our first experience with performing in New York at the legendary Apollo. How old were you? Ah, uh, man, 18-ish. Mm. 18, I think. But yeah, it was our first time performing in New York at the legendary Apollo. And most people, their first question is, did you get booed or are you right. scared to get booed? We were terrified, but we were confident enough to know that what we had, they was going to dig it. Right. And we picked a, a classic music, uh, a classic song. Um, Soho. Soho. Uh, yeah. Hot music by Soho. Yeah. And so when New York heard that, even though we weren't house dancers, we put our b-boy moves to the the house track. They stood up on their feet and they was rocking with us the whole time. So New York was right on that vibe right at that moment too. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nah, it was it was a, it was a great choice for us. I'm glad we didn't pick no whack. A whack right. hip-hop song or something crazy, something watered down. And for people who don't know, Afion also started his career on Soul Train. I didn't start my career on Soul Train. Oh, well, I, I, I start. Here's the story that most people don't know. Okay. I'm the only comedian. How many of y'all remember Def Comedy Jam? Right? Remember at the end of every Def Comedy Jam episode, they had the dancers come out. And, right. and shout out to like the Mop Tops and Mop those, Tops, those Mysterious great, Misfits. Yeah, Mysterious Misfits. Yeah, yeah. My man Saviors, rest in peace to Voodoo Ray. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Link, Link uh, Henry, Marquess, Stretch. Uh, Stretch. But yeah, anyway. They all I went to, to dance for Mariah Carey after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Jackson, too. And Michael they, Jackson, they, uh, yeah. Stretch choreographed Remember the Time with Fatima. That's right. So that's to give you a little history of the dance world that I, I emulated and, and became a fan of and then a practitioner of. All these dancers would dance at the end of Def Comedy Jam. So I'm watching it for the comedy, and then I'm watching for the MCs who were guests. So Def Comedy Jam was that one show that had everything that I am, mm. except I wasn't doing comedy yet. Mm. But I would watch it for the dancers at the end and, they, and see who was getting nice and whose freestyle moves was going to be crazy. But I'm the first comedian that when I finally booked Def Comedy Jam as a comedian, Bob Sumner, the talent uh, scout, he said, come out and dance with the dancers at the end, too. Right. So I'm the only comedian to, to do both on the show. So Give it up for that. But yeah, when I got to L.A. later on, I just did Soul Train for fun. Okay. Like, I met some guys. I was like, yo, you dance. Come down to Soul Train. Who don't want to be on Soul Train if you're a dancer and you grew right. up watching it? Now, of course, it wasn't the Soul Train I grew up watching. It wasn't the, the Don but Cornelius But you, you old enough to have done it when it, Don Cornelius. No, I'm not. Okay, I was, not... I was a little baby when Don okay. was doing it. Yeah, so, I was a kid. So Shamar Moore, who was it? It was a Shamar Moore Shamar era. Moore? It was, it was. Shamar and Moore was trying Shamar, to battle y'all. He was. He took his shirt off and everything. He, tried to, you know, <laughs> he would be grinding. <laughs> he was doing the genuine, but mixed with the young MC. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was the Shamar Moore era. And although he's not, you know, musically adept, he was a very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yes. Shout out to Shamar Moore. Um, now, you also, your dance, love for dance, kind of overlaps. You're a martial arts? Yeah, yeah. Practitioner. Practitioner, I do. Yeah. I, I do it. I do it most of all to keep in shape, guys. Like, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not, you know, out here fighting people. But I love Bruce Lee. I just grew up watching martial arts movies. 
Yeah. And and who didn't, right? Yeah. The Saturday Saturday Our morning. Our generation, of course. Kung Fu Theater. And of course, Wu the Bay Area, Clan. they love Bruce Lee. Of course. It, well, this is where he came yeah. to. He came to San Francisco when he left China. He got kicked out of China. His, mm -hmm. his, 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 his mom was like, nah, you get into too many street fights and you got to go to the U.S. So he came to San Francisco and he's buried in Seattle. Did you know that fortune cookies were invented in San Francisco? I did not know that. They're not from China. I, I did not know that. That's how Asian San Francisco is. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to San Fran. And fortune cookies. Also. Shout out to fortune cookies. Man, there's a whole Rick and Morty episode about fortune cookies. We could do a deep dive on that That's later. That's crazy. Um, I got to ask you about Mirror to Society. Please. Because I've seen you perform and I've seen clips online. Right. But I can't find this special online. We're, we we only license it for a year. So let me break that down. Okay, break it down. That's what Peacock I or something, right? I financed... It's mirrored to society, so that means I own it outright. All right. Licensing means I didn't go to a big network, and they didn't give me a deal. They cut me a little small check, and they own all of my IP mm -hmm. outright. I didn't do that. Right. I financed it myself and said I'm going to look for a licensing deal so that when that licensing deal is up, it reverts back to me, and I can go shop it around in perpetuity. I can shop around as much as I want. Mm -hmm. So... It's not up now because I've been working on other things that I can't mention now because we're in a strike. But um, that's why you haven't seen Mirrors of Society. But we're, we're looking for another situation for it now. Right. I'm glad you brought up the strike. Um, I'm actually a member of SAG after mm -hmm. because when I was a little baby, I was in The Wiz. You said that before. <laughs> you I said was. that before and I didn't do the knowledge on it. You gotta you you gotta tell me what it's. It's Lena Horn singing. If you believe in yourself, yeah, and yeah. babies hanging. Yeah, oh, you I'm one of the babies. babies. Yeah. You, which baby were you? I wanted them babies. You, you don't you didn't find yourself. You one, didn't, I haven't like... seen it in years, but I was getting a check. I was getting a SAG after check for years, so I feel like when I go back to New York, I'm gonna go show my solidarity. Whose idea was it to hang babies behind Lena Horn though? Barry like, Gordy. <laughs> say less. <laughs> Look, <laughs> say, say less. Barry Gordy's the Barry godfather. G Barry Gordy's like, we're going to make a movie star out of Diana Ross and we can hang babies. We're going to hang babies. Behind her. Behind Lena Horn. <laughs> yeah, let's hang them little babies. Um, now... And watch them shit on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe... In... <laughs> uh, um, put a titty in the baby mouth. Now, <laughs> That's how they used to talk back in the 70s. They had right. no filter right, at all. Right. Now, um, shout out to Breakfast Club. Um, shout out. One of the funniest things, I watched Breakfast Club with Atheon recently, and uh, it got into this whole, it was, it was you and Charlemagne and, and Envy and Angela Yee wasn't there, and y'all right. got into this whole, like, pause thing. Right, Someone right, right. that says something questionable, y'all got into this pause thing, and you said, where is Angela Yee when you need her? <laughs> and then she left the show six months later. <laughs> Why'd you make Angela Yee, why'd did... you make her leave the show? <laughs> I'm a prophet, man. You know, <laughs> I just say things from my spirit right. and they they manifest. The but power on, of life and death is in the tongue. Right. But on that show, you said something I think was very important. They talked about your impressions and how you're good at doing impressions. Mm -hmm. And you said, and they asked you, who, who do you compare yourself to? And you said, I don't consider myself an impressionist. Right. I'm an actor. Just like Denzel Washington embodies a character, right. I embody a character. And I thought that distinction was very, very, very necessary to make yeah. but then you went on and you did this thing we explained <laughs> the science of how the jay-z impersonation or impression can morph quickly into the maya angelou yeah it, it happens man so i'm walking around the crib 
just randomly listening. A Jay-Z song came on, and I started rapping to it. It's like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. <laughs> and so I'm just randomly doing the verse, and then I realize <laughs> in the laugh is Maya. <laughs> Hello, children. Hi. Hi, Blue Note. Welcome. Welcome to you all. I appreciate you all staying right here. Even though I know you didn't come to see me, you came to get some shade. <laughs> and then it goes right back. <laughs> Thank you, love. I appreciate you. Now, um, I didn't realize it was that scientific. It is, but yeah. you being an artist, most impressionists will tell you that we learn it from music. Mm. Ari Spears used to play music, and his mom was a singer. Jay Farrell is an, an MC as well, and I'm, I'm not sure what his whole musical background is. I used to play music at five by melody, by ear. My mom would have these little, uh, these Casio keyboards she would buy me, and I would play the theme to Axel F. I would just play it by ear. I'd hear a Michael Jackson or Stevie Wonder song and play by ear. So now when I hear certain voices, my ear can hear if it's right on tune or right on pitch. Mm. Now... Speaking of your acting, let's talk about Devin Fontaine. <laughs> okay. Because this is a character you made up now. How many people are familiar with Kevin Samuel? Samuels. Kevin Samuels, right? Recipes, Kevin Samuels. Recipes. He's a very polarizing individual. He says some things that depending on where you were on that day or what you're, either you agree with him or you didn't, but he, he spoke his truth in an era where apparently everyone could have their own truth. I didn't know that. But, um... You know, but you did a character that, correct me if I'm wrong, might have been loosely based on some of the things he was doing. No, no, it was directly based on him. Okay. In, okay. In, in the beginning. Okay. In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> no, it was directly based on him because when I first saw a video of him, somebody sent me a clip in a DM. So I had never heard of him before. I never saw him before. But what I noticed in that clip was how uninterested he was in talking to the person that he brought on his live. Right. You know what I mean? He would ask them questions like, what's your name? Where are you from? And he'd be like taking dirt out of his nails or something. And and I'm like, why is he doing this to me? <laughs> and he's already bashing them. Like, how 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 tall are you? How much do you weigh? You weigh 230 and you 5'6? <laughs> oh no, boo. You can't get you a high value man. <laughs> So I went on IG Live and I said, yo, should I spoof this guy? And everybody, it was, we were in the pandemic, so everybody was bored and it was like, yeah, let's do it. Again, like when me and Spice did verses, I got on, I painted the beard on and the glasses. I got a black turtleneck and a blazer. Right. And everyone from Swizz Beats to Roxy from 106, everybody jumped on and it was like thousand, another seven to 10,000 people watching me just imitate him. But the more I started doing his the impression, I didn't really have an impression of his voice. Mm -hmm. It became another character that I've done for 10 years named Fontaine LeBrock. Okay, okay. Who's extremely flamboyant <laughs> and sassy, but you know what I mean? No one knows what his sexual orientation is. Right. So it became Fontaine, who I, I, I did in Mirror to Society. There's a whole right. story about Fontaine being the, uh, you know, we all grew up with cousins that might have been gay and uh they didn't want to come out and but we still treat them with the love you know but we know that they you know by the way they hold their wrists a certain way or the way they turn are their you head. talking about gaydar you're trying to get me canceled 
<laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. We we know we we still got love for them, right, but we right. have family members who right. they live a life and they don't want to come out right away. But we just embrace them until they do. No doubt. I want to take this moment to say recipes to your father. Oh, thank you, man. You know, thank you. Um, I still have my father. I don't know what that that feels like. I pray that you never know that mm-hmm. that pain. I really do. Like it's 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 one of the most surreal transitions that I've ever felt. And even though I've been around people that have lost parents and I've I've consoled them and all of that, that that ain't something I would wish on anybody to 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 feel that. Right. Yeah. Now I got a lot of love for you, bro. And Likewise. I, I've known Atheon for a long time. He's been very active on social media for a long time. He's been very good at managing his brand and bringing getting new fans on social media. Whereas me, <laughs> it's kind you do of the a great opposite. job of losing fans every day. Yeah, I, I lose fans all the time because and, you know I run my social media like an anti-celebrity. It's like a human experience, and I really don't care if you like it or not. But as my friend, yeah, Afian has called me often and been like, "Yo, I want to sit down and have an intervention with you." Or because of your social media engagement. So I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. So, and we had this conversation the other night. Yes. Well, we're going to have it in front of you you guys. Yes. And hopefully you guys feel me. Just you guys right here. <laughs> Talib Kweli is one of the most prolific MCs in our culture. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. This ain't, not, even if he wasn't here, like, this is, these are just facts. This isn't gas. This isn't none of that. His, he, how many albums you have total? 17. I didn't even realize it was that much. In my mind, I'm thinking 12 to 14. Right, right, right. Right? Beautiful Struggle. Uh, I, I'm, I'm losing count. I'm losing, I don't even remember the names. But your albums are front to back, push play, and just let it go. Thank you, brother. You have collaboration albums with Styles P and, of course, you and Yasin, Black Star 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, give it up for that. You've been in the game. You have mm-hmm. some of those dope collaborations. Respiration being one of my favorite uh, tracks, right? Get By being one of the most uh, inspirational MC and, and, you know, stadium type of, of tracks. Thank you, brother. So when I see you being the guy that you are, mm-hmm. the son of a scholar. Two scholars. Two scholars. Yeah. Sorry, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> the son of two scholars right. going back and forth with, with people who just aren't on your level, in my right. opinion. Now, It's not an I'm, opinion, that's facts. I'm Right. <laughs> I say in my opinion because I don't know these people Oh, personally. I know them. It's facts. Right, got you. <laughs> but anyway, my point yeah, is, yeah. you're going back and forth with people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But we get familiar with them because you now give them the platform. Your platform right. that I wish you would not share with them because they mean you no good. They're right. saying bad things about you. Y'all are arguing over ideologies and racism and p- politics and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Right. And so I, I reached out to you several times like, yes. man, would you <laughs> stop doing that <laughs> shit? You bigger than that. You uh-huh. so much bigger than that. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other night when we were sitting down and talking about it, you said something that stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. He said, Afe, it's fun for me. <laughs> and right then I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. I, shit. All right. Some people throw paint pellets at the side of uh, public buses. But, right. And that's fun for them. Right. For you... It's bodying people on 
is yeah. bodying uh, trolls. Fun is one aspect of it. It's a very powerful, probably the most powerful aspect of it, but yes. yes and, and break down the other reason, how you were saying the the the, the Twitter yeah. characters and writing. It's, it's, it's writing for you. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're in the Bay Area. How many people ever heard of Black Alicious? <laughs> Recipes to Gift to Gab. One of the things Gift to Gab said to me before he passed away was, I follow you on Twitter, and ever since you've been arguing and debating with people on Twitter, I feel like your lyrical output has gotten better. <laughs> and that's something that I personally felt, but I'm biased, so that's not something that I would, I would advertise. Guess what, y'all? I'm better now because of Twitter. Right. That sounds crazy. But to hear another MC say that to me, I understood the mission. And by the way, you're welcome, by the way, because you said you didn't know about these people, and now you know. No, I, I don't want to know about them. Well, you That's should. my point. I don't care about <laughs> these people. I care about you. Right, and, th and that's why I love him, because what he's saying is, He's concerned about my well-being. He's this is my friend. He loves me. My friends who who challenge me on this is because they love me. They don't want to see nothing. Uh, I don't want to see him at one of his shows. And we we always see headlines that we see little you know things on on social media. I don't want to see that he got into a fight or some viral video of somebody attacking or whatever. And that's um, real. We, and that's we, real. We were there uh -huh. when Chappelle that's got right. attacked. That's real. You had to go. And, you and Yasin had to go on right after and that. And because I'm on the internet arguing with these people so much, I know for a fact that that guy made an anti-Dave Chappelle song, and he was trolling Dave Chappelle. He made a song saying, I'm going to show up at Dave Chappelle's show and do this. So it's not... But he's the exception to the rule. Generally, I'm not in danger from that stuff. If I was in danger from that stuff, I have enough privilege in my life to keep myself away from danger. But I said you're welcome because I, I do believe that we should shame the devil. And I do believe that all racists should become famous. You and I have been famous for some time. Fame is not all it's cracked up to be. Facts. People, people worship fame as if being famous makes you automatically virtuous. Right. I'm down for every racist to be famous, every bigot to be famous, every anti-gay person, every sexist, every, every, every classist, every ableist person. Let's make them famous so we see them coming. Because if we see them coming, we can better protect ourselves. We're a community. And we spend all this time online. We on Uber, DoorDash, this and that. But people say, well, don't engage in online uh, talk, come back, because that's not real. It's, it's, and I, I believe it is real. Oh, and it's I very real. I believe that um, we're in new spaces, though, right? This is why we have to have these conversations. Right. We've never had social media before. Everybody's experimenting with it. Everybody's learning on the job. So I'm, 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 I really appreciate having a friend like Atheon. Because what I take from Atheon is I'm not going to stop being me. And by the way, the person who made all those records is the same person arguing with them trolls. I can't separate. So if you want to hear it. more of those records, you got to let me do me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to always let you do you. No doubt. But to the point of what you said, we should make them famous so that we see them coming. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, that's So if they're on a video or if they're in public somewhere, then we know that that's the racist person. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is... I don't want to pro provoke the the sneak attack or the anything. Mm. I don't want to provoke any violence or any kind of yeah. attack against you physically. I'm trying to, no doubt. you know what I mean? As your friend, no I'm like, we both going to be fighting. No doubt. And, that, and, and my, my friend Seth says that. You know my man Seth, Seth yeah, Bird. Yeah, yeah. He says, look, the reason why I sometimes weigh in is because when they come at you, I might be standing next to you. So it's just from self-preservation. I self was standing next to you last night Yeah. when there was an overzealous security guard trying to do whatever he was going to do. That's right. And me and Finesse Mitchell, we didn't say nothing, but you right. felt us. I did. But you I see put how the I... camera down. Right. But you see how I handled it. I talked, I I talked him off the no. ledge. I love the way you handled it. Yeah. But just know 
that if you're ever in a situation where somebody is, is giving you that kind of energy, yeah. we got that energy. No doubt. You see what I'm saying? Keep that same energy. Keep that same no energy. No doubt, no doubt. Um, I am a martial artist. He is a martial artist. And he's like water. He's not on offense. He has, <laughs> it's for defense only. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you for that project. Um, I don't know if I'm saying the name right. Introverse? Is intro Introverse. Introverse. Yes. yes. Um, you're singing. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. The joint with Ella J is dope. Thank you. Feel um, free. Martin Lawrence, you went from working with Martin to hosting the Martin reunion. Yeah. Talk about hosting the Martin reunion. Dream come true. I mean, how many of y'all grew up watching Martin show? And it's still in syndication, so we see it every night on TV. Listen, to, to go from the sofa being a fan with my family, watching that living room, that famous living room of Martin show, and then to be sitting in there interviewing all of them. Yeah. And Tisha and Tashina, they're here this weekend, too. Shout out too. to Tisha and Tashina. Shout out to Tisha here Campbell, the... Tashina Arnold. Look how beautiful the blue no jazz. You could be walking around and running to the cast of Martin. How about that? Period. But, yeah, it was a dream come true. I'm honored. Um... Martin has been a mentor of mine since we did that movie, uh, mm -hmm. Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. And also Malcolm D. Lee, the director of Malcolm Lee Rascal, is, here as well. is walking around as well. Say, say what's up to him when you see him. Absolutely. So, yeah, M Martin became, he just took to me like, a, like, a, like an uncle, like a big bro, and just took me under his wing. And by the time that came about, I'm already friends with all of them, right? So when my name came up for hosting that, they all were like, yes, it's Atheon because of my, they know I love them. Yeah. So my energy is never going to be the clickbait kind of interview and trying to ask a, a controversial question so that people yeah. tune in. I'm not about that life at all. I, I, I promote love and positivity and anything negative. I would rather not talk about it or we could talk about it behind this tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't, I just don't like, we have, we have enough publications and, and podcasts and all that promoting negativity all the time. I'm just not about it. Somebody who you're very close to is Jamie Foxx. I'm not very close to him. Let's, oh, let's was he that producing up. something? We produced a project back in 2010, 2011. Okay. But we're not close. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell a you huge why I thought you were fan close. of him. I mean, because I went to his birthday party once. Okay. And oh, yeah, yeah. You were there. That's when we were doing the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I thought you were closer to, to Jamie Foxx than maybe you were. Nah, we just had that creative chemistry. Okay. So when he saw me on stage with you mm -hmm. and um, uh, Rich Nice was there, uh, it was a few people. Um, but when he saw me on stage, that's when we were kind of like working Rich, on the show. It was Richie Rich, Richie Rich. Richie Rich, sorry, Richie not Rich, Rich Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he just started throwing me the layups. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. For the impressions to come and with the, with the raps and all that. This whole thing with his health and his privacy and all these conspiracy the theories have been very weird to me. Mm. And it's triggering to me a little bit because I feel like celebrities should be able to define their own space and their own boundaries. Do you have any thoughts about this? We're in a, an era where everyone wants your business to be public business. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that. Like, my business is not going to be your business. It's always going to be my business. Right. If you should happen to catch something and you film it or whatever... That's whatever, but I'll never give the public my business. Mm -hmm. Even when I write rhymes or tell jokes, I'm fabricating a lot of it, so it's never fully about me. It might be based on something else or or whatever, but yeah, he should he should be able to recover in peace and and not have every tabloid saying his name for for ratings and and you know what I'm saying for hits and clicks no and doubt. likes. No doubt. Shout out to Jamie Foxx.
One of um, the most talented people in the world, by the way. That we Shout are out blessed to, to live on this planet while he's alive. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I got one more question for Afion Crockett. First of all, show your love for Afion Crockett for giving us his time, his love, his energy. People's party, y'all. Shout out to Talib Kweli, yeah, y'all. Give it up you, for him. Thank you. World's best podcast. Um, I live a very blessed life. Yes, I, you do. I don't have I don't have much to complain about. One of the greatest blessings in life is I get to travel the world. Yeah. I'm Mr. International. I'm always in another country. Yeah. But one of the downsides of that is when somebody like Afion calls you and says, I'm working on a movie. I need you to pull up for this movie. <laughs> I can't pull up for the movie. And so Afion called me and asked me to be in this film that he put together. And the film is about hip-hop. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, fuck. I wish I was in this movie. So tell us about your new film that you've been working on Hip-hop movie. I can't, I can't, because of the strike. Oh, that's right. I can't talk about it openly, even though, let me say this, even though my film is not, I, it's another it's one you, it's that I, I financed myself. It is SAG signatory. Mm -hmm. It's not under the AMPTP rule, but I'm going to stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters in, in SAG, in the union, and not promote anything that I have. So, But when y'all see it, nah, just know. Yeah, I just saw know. a trailer, and... And and it's 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 a love letter to hip hop in the best comedic way. I was um, just trying to paint a picture like Norman Mailer. <laughs> nice, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Afion Crockett on the world's best Appreciate podcast, you. the People's Party. Much we love, love you, my guy. You. you already know, I love you.